Welcome to episode 34 of the Become a Media Maven podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Scott Volker. I met Scott a little over a year ago. We were both in Pat Flynn's SPI Accelerator Mastermind. And Scott has one of those businesses where it's like, oh my gosh, this is genius. So many people could learn from you. You'll hear a lot about Scott and his business and his paths that took him to where he is today. But long story short, He became very well-known in his space as the amazing seller. Selling where? Selling on Amazon. So if you sell anything online, he's going to help you because he doesn't just help people sell on Amazon, but he also helps people create this brand that makes it possible for them to sell anything digitally. So you are going to love this interview with Scott Volker wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Well, it is awesome to be here. I'm excited to uh, to riff on some different topics. I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we talking about today? <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> we're switching roles here. I was on your podcast a few months ago, and now you yep. are on mine. Yep. Um, and I want to talk a lot about branding, like personal branding and professional branding, because mm-hmm. you've built a really big and a really successful brand and business and you're doing different things now but they still kind of go back to the original one there's still a little bit of overlap sometimes yes sometimes no so I want to talk about anything and everything branding with you because you are like my branding expert oh okay that's that sounds great I would love to talk about that I'm I've learned a ton through the years I'm still learning and uh yeah, I would love to talk about that because I think it's a it's an important lesson for people, whether they're just starting or they're at a place where they're like, you know, I'm not sure that I want to be this. Like, can I change? So, yeah, there's um, there's a lot we can talk about. So, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So let's start with you telling everybody mm. who you are and what you do, because I think that's like your first brand, your most well-known mm. known brand and how you've helped people and really built this big business that you have. Well, actually, that's what I'm known for now. But I've been let me just I'll go right back to the beginning. Okay, Um, I've been married almost 25 years. um, So um, that's, uh, you know, we that's a big thing in itself. So it's like got started right out of high school. um, And I started in being a contractor for my father's company. I never went to college, not even one day. Um, And I used to be embarrassed about that. But um, as I got older, I was actually somewhat proud of it in a sense, because I felt so bad about it for the longest time. And then once I became, you know, in in my eyes, just not even, I don't want to say successful, but like, you know, I wanted, you know, where I didn't have to depend on someone else to provide for my family. I was kind of like able to do it without having a boss. So it's kind of like that freedom, that flexibility. Um, but you know, when, when I was younger, I felt 
you know, kind of down on myself because I didn't really have that push growing up. And um, my father was a, came from a farming family. So they were hard workers. Uh, you know, some of his brothers and sisters only went to the eighth grade um, because that was normal back then. And, you know, you, you kind of had like nine kids to have farm hands. And I'm not even kidding. Like, it's literally like there are more kids, more farm hands. Great. Let's do it. Um, so he, he grew up in, in that environment. So he didn't really you know, instill on me like education and like go to college. Like a lot of people, you know, a lot of kids were going and looking at colleges in their sophomore and junior year. And Scott wasn't doing that. Um, so, uh, now looking back, I'm, I'm kind of grateful because it taught me a lot. I worked for his company. Um, after I had a few jobs, I finally got to, got him, uh, to let me work for him. And, uh, it was in the contracting field. It was just him and his partner. And, uh, he actually started his business because he got laid off from general electric years ago. And they started this little side business and then turned it into a full-time business. So I learned a lot through my father growing up. I mean, he used to have us, you know, making like wreaths and going door to door, knocking on doors and selling like five, $10 Christmas wreaths. So, you know, like I learned at a young age what it, what it was to sell and to go out there and kind of be entrepreneurial. Um, so anyway, worked for him and it was great, but he had a partner and the partner was always button heads with my father. So I found out that partnerships are really, really tough. And I thought one day I was going to own that business, but I soon found out that more family members started coming in on the other side and it got really messy, really ugly. And I was working a ton of hours and I wasn't getting compensated for it. And I was never home for my, my newborn uh, baby at the time, who's now 23. And I was like, you know, I think there's gotta be a better way. I'm like, what do I know? I don't have an education. All I can do is work with my hands. And so my wife, who's been my biggest cheerleader supporter for, for, uh, you know, all these years, she said, there's gotta be something else that you can do that we can do. And so long story short is she had this great idea to, uh, you know, maybe start a photography business. And we're like, really like photography. And I I've never went to school for photography. You've never went to school for photography. What makes you think that we can become photographers? And she's like, well, you know, we have went to photography studios and, you know, with our new kids and they don't really do a good job. I think we could do a better job. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. And so, and there was this one, there was this one outfit near us called country studio is the name of it. And, um, they, uh, they would do this, you know, free, you know, buy an eight by 10 or, uh, I'm sorry, go there for a free eight by 10 and they would upsell you some stuff. And, um, and so what they would do is get you in the door and then they would sell you these, you know, expensive pictures, you know, 20 by 24 is like big, you know, like thousands of dollars worth of worth of stuff. And I said to my wife, I go, listen, we don't have the money for this. You can go get your free eight by 10, but we we're not gonna be able to afford this. And so she comes home and, um, ends up spending about eight, $900, not, uh, just myself, but my, uh, my, my mother-in-law helped her out with her, helped us out with that. But we soon found out, holy crap, there's this huge demand for children's, you know, pictures and people are willing to pay the money back then we're talking 15, 16 years ago. And I'm like, we can do this. I think we can. You know, and so my wife, you know, we went out to back then. They didn't have really have YouTube and stuff. We just went out and got a bunch of books. We got a lighting kit. We got, uh, you know, a lens. We got a camera. You know, it was 35 millimeter and we learned it and we just put out an ad in the journal or the, you know, the one of the penny savers. And we said, we're a photography studio. Like we're going to start taking pictures. And so long story short is we ended up making that work through trial and error and a lot of film getting developed, seeing what works, what doesn't work. We didn't have the LCD on the back of the camera. Um, so it was kind of like you took 36 pictures and you went and got them developed. You seen what worked, what didn't work with lighting. And so we figured it out. I built a studio in my basement um, and then we had a full time business. I left my job about 18 months after we started that and felt that was the best feeling of my life. And, um, and we built that into a six figure business, brick and mortar. And we had a huge following in our, in our area. We were known as the country studio, um, of our area. And, um, yeah, we built that thing up, but we soon found out that, uh, it was a job again. 
it was a job. We had to commit to other people's schedules. We had to meet at certain times because the lighting was the best at night. And if we wanted outdoor pictures, it was um, becoming a job. So I'm like, there's got to be another way. And so the entrepreneurial brain kicks in. I started hearing a little bit about online stuff and I started dabbling in eBay and selling some stuff on eBay. Now at the time we had a photography business, but I had also people that would say, do you transfer old movies and stuff? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, maybe I should. So what does Scott do? He goes out and figures out how to transfer old, like we're talking silent films on projectors and stuff. And um, we ended up starting a, a side business on top of our photography business um, for doing these um, video transfers. And we turned that into a nice little side additional revenue coming into the business. And um, I started seeing that these projectors that I was, I, I had these projectors that would, that would um, transfer the films. I bought one and a guy, all I did was modify this projector. I'm like, I can do that. So I went ahead and I started modifying. I sold one on eBay for like eight, 900 bucks. I'm like, holy crap, what if I could sell one of these a week? So what did Scott do? He builds one a week and sells one a week. So I made over a hundred grand in about 18 months on projectors selling them on eBay. So I know there's a lot to the story there, but all of this stuff has taught me everything that I know today, everything that I do today, like Amazon I'm known for now, but really now everything that I've learned up to this point has helped me on Amazon and off of Amazon. Um, but I'm just known for the Amazon thing. And we can talk about the podcast and how that all started, but I'm really just trying to fill in the blanks for people to understand that you don't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to be the expert in this thing, right? There's like different twists and turns that are going to happen. And there's probably things you've already done that have educated you in certain areas that you can, that you can really start to, you know, dig a little bit deeper into. And maybe that's your start. Maybe that's your thing. Um, but there's a lot of things that I learned going through that process to help me get to where I am now. Um, so you have any questions on that? I talked for a long time there on that. That's Didn't even okay. come up for air. That's Okay. You are on the other side now. So I'm making you do all of the work for my podcast. Yeah. I'm making you do all of the talking. Because when I was on yours, I did all of the talking. So now it's yours, Scott. Okay. okay. Um, no, that was good because you showed that like to be successful, you have to build a brand. And with your photography business, you built a brand. Yep. And you really, you learned what to do. And then you just took the next steps. I... I feel like that's my first time hearing the eBay story and the mm. projectors. That's insane. Yeah. Well, to add a little bit to that, before the projectors, I tested out eBay because I was always dabbling in stuff, you know. And um, my wife and I sold a couple of things that we had laying around the house. We're like, oh, we hear people selling things like garage sale stuff like on eBay. Let's try it. So we did and we sold this stuff. I'm like, holy crap, that's incredible, right? So I got thinking, I'm like, there's gotta be other things that we can buy and then resell. This is before like retail arbitrage used to be, or, you know, became a thing. It was kind of like you just, you buy something somewhere else cheaper and you sell it on eBay. Like, okay, let's try this. And we found these, um, these wooden bridges, these little four foot cedar wooden bridges. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Christmas tree shop? It might be an, uh, an, a northern thing, um, but it's a it's a large chain. They have them upstate New York, that area, and it's a big store, and they have a lot of just random stuff. Well, my wife found these bridges there, and they were like 30 bucks, and we're looking on eBay, and the same exact bridge was a garden bridge. It would just go in your garden, sold for like 130 bucks, and we're like, holy crap, let's go buy a couple and see if we can sell them. So we, we bought them, put a couple pictures up, Got some bids going. Boom. We sold them for 130, 140. I go, holy crap. We got to go get the minivan. I had a minivan back then. We got to go take the <laughs> minivan and we got to, we got to run back to Christmas tree shop and load this thing up. Ask how many they had. We bought them all out. They had like 25. I said, I'll take them all. And, um, and we didn't have a lot of money 
back then. I mean, even even with the photography business, like we were doing okay in the in the beginning, we weren't, but then we started to do pretty good. But we were still working a lot. Um, but still, even to you know to take three thousand dollars and put it on a credit card to buy all these cedar bridges, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a big risk. But we did it. And um, we knew if we didn't sell them, we could always probably bring bring some back. But our whole goal there of those bridges was to make enough money to pay for our child's or our children's um, tuition. We, we sent them to a private school at the time because we didn't have really good schools in our area. So that would help cover some of the tuition. So that was our goal. And we did it. And we were selling those things like crazy. Like we'd put them up, boom, you'd start selling them. And um, so then <laughs> another funny little side story Again, like competition comes in, people see what we were doing and then they start, you know, knocking you down as far as price. So everybody's now getting only 75 bucks a bridge. Well, Scott says, well, how can I be different? I'll offer colors because these were just like a plain wood. I said, I'll, I'll stain them and then I'll give people three choices of colors. So then I took them all out of the boxes. I'm staining them in the backyard and then I'd put them back together and I'd still get my 130 bucks. But I, now I had to stain them, right? But anyway, that's the other eBay story. So I did that. We did a lot of, we did a lot of crazy stuff like that, but we always made money. You know, we, we might not have made as much money in certain things, but we still found a way to to make some money. And once online stuff happening, that's when it, my eyes just went boom, like wide open. I'm like, how can I replicate this? I got another story I can tell you, too, but I, I'll wait. It, I, the other one here was when I got introduced to almost like um, digital products in a sense. And that is um, do you want me to tell that story? Well, that's kind of going into the Amazon thing. And that's where I was going to go is. next. So, yeah, yeah, keep on keeping on, Scott. All right. All right. So th th this one's funny. All right. So my background, um, I like playing the guitar. I've played guitar since I was about 15. I wanted to be the the next Randy Rhodes or Jakey Lee for Ozzy Osbourne. Like that was my, that was my vision back when I was 15. I grew the hair out. I had the whole, I had the whole look. Um, so I was into guitar. I was into even recording when I was, um, probably around 20 to 25. And I bought this really expensive, um, it was a Korg D16. It's a 16 channel, um, recorder. You could record up to 16 tracks. And, uh, I bought the thing it was like 1200 bucks. And I had a really, like, I really had to sell myself to my wife that this thing was a good idea for me to have this hobby, um, <laughs> which was hard to do, but she let me. And, but then this thing came out called GarageBand and GarageBand, if anybody has an Apple, it comes installed on your computer. It's a app. Um, and you can basically also create beats and you can create like different drum loops. It's, it's a whole loop kind of base thing. So you can put like one, one little chunk together and then you can just kind of keep adding them together and it'll make a full soundtrack or, you know, like tracks of a band. So I was a guitar player, so I could have drums going, I could have a bass going, I could have uh, keyboards going, and then I could have my guitar over top of all that stuff. So I was, you know, using this, this tool and I'm like, this is a pretty cool tool. I'm, and I'm like, I want more instrument sounds. I, I don't want, I don't know how to play, let's say the bass, but I want more bass sounds. Well, they would sell these extension packs or these expansion packs. And so I'm like, holy crap, maybe I can make my own expansion packs. I'll just record a whole bunch of guitar loops and I'll sell them. Huh? Let's try this. And then I can do is I can resell these things. Well, that's exactly what I did. I spent like four or five days locked in a room and I just kept making these loops over and over and over again, these different guitar tracks, these riffs, rhythms, all this stuff. And I built about a thousand of them. I put them up on a, on a DVD. Back then it was a DVD. That's how big the files were. And I started selling them on eBay for $29.95. I was selling like three or four a day. And I was like, okay, now it's like rinse and repeat. So that's what got me interested in like how to take something create it once and sell it forever. Or at least now with like Amazon, the stuff that we'll talk about here in a minute is have a product, have it be 
more or less sent to a, a warehouse. And then if you sell something, they pick and pack it. So it's very close to a digital product. Um, and I've sold both. Uh, but yeah, so that was like my first, like, holy crap. Like I just created something that all I got to do is burn DVDs and I can just keep selling these things. Like I don't have to go and find them at the Christmas tree shop or I don't have to go and try to build a projector. Like this is really something that I'm going to, I'm going to focus on. And, um, and that's what we did. So that's that story on that one. That's kind of got my eyes wide open. That's crazy. I also did not know that story. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you it's another kind good of crazy. Like the more you tell mm. these stories, like you're mm. wired differently than a lot of people to like, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way to, yeah, yeah. to like really just try all of this stuff. And it's like, you say it and it sounds so simple, but mm. it's not because I feel like mm. a lot of people are trying to do this and they're not doing it the right way. Yeah, there, there is, you know, and the other thing is people give up too soon. You know, there's things that I've done. Like I've went down the whole build a niche site, you know, in a certain area or a certain topic and try to do, you know, and try to get, you know, affiliate income coming in that way. I've done those things too. Like I've done a lot of things I've done, you know, digital products. And once I got introduced to the digital products, you know, world, I, I built a, um, which we still have right to this day. I have a membership site that, um, people buy digital, we call them digital creations. They're like digital backgrounds and props for people that want to digitally, you know, um, impose pictures. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I do see a lot of opportunities, but I also, I've done a lot of things and some things didn't work. And I know, when I've given it enough or I know when it's time to call it quits and move on and try something new. Um, but I also know the importance of, you know, committing to something saying, you know, what, I'm going to give it six months. And that's kind of what I did with Amazon and we can lead into Amazon now if you want. And that's kind of how that whole thing started in the podcast now. And this pretty, uh, you know, this pretty big thing that we've created that still feels weird to, to think it's, it's grown into what it's grown into. Um, did you want to go there now? Yeah, because that's a big deal. Like you did yeah. build the Amazon thing, as you call it. Um, and then your podcast is huge. It's like super popular. So mm -hmm. tell me how how that started and how yeah. it grew because you started teaching people how to do this. And I know you work with a lot of people and they try to sell stuff on Amazon and there's so much competition and they don't know how to do it. And then you're like, here, let me show you what to do. And you show them how to do it. And they're making a ridiculous amount of money doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Again though, right? Like I'm always, even to this day, like I'm still always like aware, right? I'm, I'm aware of things that are happening. Now I'm not jumping on the next shiny object that I have to be careful of, with. I think we all do because you're like, Oh my gosh, that's cool. Chatbots. Let's go do it. Like, no, let's, let's keep building the email list. It's still working. Like, let's do that after if we have time. Um, but it's, it's, I'm always aware and I'm always aware of opportunities as far as like, is it something that's in my wheelhouse? Is it something that I can add value to? Is it something that could benefit the, the, you know, I guess diversification of, our portfolio of businesses in a sense, or, you know, revenue, because everything that we do now, I say we, me and my wife, it's like, we have to ask ourselves, is this going to help, you know, bring revenue in and diversify versus it just being on the one channel. Um, so as I'm kind of, we're, we're doing our photography thing now, not for, now, now photography studio, we kind of, we, we took all of our clients and we said goodbye to them. We only kept a handful at the time. I, and that was my wife's baby in a sense. Cause she loved, she was a photographer. I was just the guy that would make funny faces behind her getting the kids to smile. And then I would do the post edit. Like that was my job. Um, but 
you know, so for her to give that up, it was a big deal. But once I started playing around with the online space and teaching people photography, that's what really taught me how to teach then the Amazon or, you know, the selling it in, you know, e-commerce was because I already did it. Like we've been doing, uh, we've been selling digital products. I did my first product launch. Uh, I'll never forget. We don't have time for that story too, but that's a whole nother story. But you know, that product launch, I did $12,000 in a digital product, um, while I was still doing my photography studio and I did it in like three days and I totally didn't even hardly know how to connect the dots, but I did it cause I built up the audience just like we did here with the Amazon and the, and the podcast and all that stuff. So I've learned, even with the brick and mortar, we built up an audience. It might've been a 500 person audience locally, but it was still an audience. When we would, when we would tell our, our past clients that we're going to be booking for holiday sessions and the year before they got put on a waiting list cause they didn't call soon enough, they were ready to book. So we would send an email with, you know, outlook express back then. It wasn't even like a web or anything. It was like, you can only send a hundred emails in an hour or it was considered spam. So, you know, we'd send out an email to our hundred of our past customers and we'd fill our spots. We'd be booked in August for our, you know, photography sessions for, for the holidays. And the reason why I'm saying that is because everything that has led me to where I am, it all comes down to some core principles. And that is, you know, delivering value on something that you are either interested in or are becoming an expert in, or at least more knowledgeable than someone else. And then just sharing that and building up that goodwill. And then from there, seeing what they want and then turning around. And if you can offer something to them, offer it to them, and then the money will come. And that's what I did with our digital, uh, our digital photography business online is I was teaching people that we were selling digital uh, backgrounds and props. I created a membership site with that. That was a six figure business and still brings in money to this day. But that taught me to look for those types of opportunities. So then I seen this Amazon thing. I'm like, Hmm, I hear a lot of people talking about physical products. I've done physical products. I've sold them on eBay, never really sold them on Amazon, but wait a minute here. Amazon will actually fulfill the orders for me. Let me tell you something. When you're packaging up one of those bridges and sending that out the door, it's a lot of work. Imagine doing 10 of those or imagine doing 20 of those. Well, with Amazon, you send your inventory to them and they call it FBA fulfilled by Amazon and they ship everything for you. So I'll give you, I'll give you one, one example real quick. Yesterday, as we speak right now, sitting here, we sold 210 units. I didn't touch one of them. Imagine packing up 210 units. That's a, that's a job, right? You need, you need like, you need like a team to help you with that. Nope. They're out the door and those people are going to get them within two days because they're all prime. Right? So that's the power of it. And when I seen that, I'm like, this is like a, this is like a digital product, but a physical product. Huh? Let's look into this. And that's where, that's where the, my wheels got spinning on that. If I had to ship those things, I wouldn't have probably even got involved. Any questions on that one? No, I'm just, I'm sitting here saying like, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep going because from what, what I decided to do and I, I kind of, again, had to sell my wife a little bit. I'm like, okay, there's this thing going on here. Okay. We've sold you know, physical products before bridges, we've sold, uh, you know, uh, just random stuff around the house, or we've sold my digital, um, you know, loops. We've sold those on DVD. It's still a physical product. We had still had to have that shipped, right? We did all that stuff. We sold the projectors there. Amazon is doing this for, we got to give this a try because if we find a product, then we can just keep replicating this. So I didn't want to go find, now there's this other thing that people are doing and they're still doing it. My son's actually doing it right now. He's doing a pretty good job with it. It's like retail arbitrage. So he'll go out and you know, you can find like five things at 
a store that's going, you know, maybe they're clearing the shelves, it's 80% off. He can buy them for a discount and then sell them on Amazon or sell them on eBay and then make the difference, right? And that's what they call retail arbitrage. The problem with that is, is you're always finding new products or you have to go and go to the store. You got to do a lot of scanning. You got to see what's, you know, what it's selling for and all that stuff. But if you identify a product or a market that has products for sale that people are buying and you can go ahead and get access to these products and then sell those products under your own brand, game over, right? Because now all we got to do is just keep replenishing. Hey, uh, Mary, I need more. Uh, I need a thousand more of those units. Okay, cool. Get them ordered. Boom. They automatically get shipped to Amazon. Done, right? You get a sale. Amazon picks and packs it. All I do is receive a check. Like that's what you do. Now I make it sound simple and it is in that respect, but you still have to do a lot of work to get up to that point. And a lot of the things that I've done in the past has helped me get to the place where I am now, where I'm able to diversify and not just rely on that one channel. But I do know how to how to get on Amazon and use their platform very, very well. And I'm able to show people how to do that now. But what got me excited about it was I decided to do it with my, I said to my wife, I said, let's take five grand, let's invest in some product and let's get it up there and see what happens. And this is about three and a half years ago, so it was easier then. And I'm gonna tell you, and I'll, I'll share with you in a minute how, how we kind of do it now. But back then it was kind of like you find something that's selling kind of good, you make it a little bit better, you throw it up there and it'll sell. First year we did over $300,000 in revenue. Wild. Yeah, I mean, now that wasn't profit. You know, we probably profited around, I'd say close to 100. You know, so not bad, right? Like, okay, my eyes are open now. My wife's convinced. Um, but, you know, then of course, like anything else, competition comes in and over time, people start manipulating the system. They, and you, people are getting slapped on Amazon. There's So all of that stuff's happening and we got to deal with it. But, you know, at the time I'm like, you know what? I think this would be great for me to share this. And you and I both follow Pat Flynn. We're actually in a group with Pat. And I seen what Pat was doing. I'm like, you know, all he did was just document his stuff. He's not trying to be the expert. He's not trying to say this is the only way. He's just documenting his process, documenting his journey. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead, do a podcast. I don't mind talking. We'll hop on a mic. We'll figure this podcasting thing out. And we'll jump on there and we'll, and we'll go ahead and record some episodes. But before that, I was in a Facebook group, one of the one of the first Facebook groups that was talking about Amazon stuff. And I was just helping people in there. I mean, we've all heard it. Go into a, a forum or go into a group and be helpful. And then over time, you're going to be known as the, the go-to person and people are going to ask you for your advice. And then you're looked at as somewhat of an authority. So I just kept doing that. And then I told people, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Do you think it's a good idea? And they're like, yes, do it, do it, do it. Had about 100 people say yes. I published five episodes and game over. Like I basically just, it, it kind of took off. I didn't promote it. I've never ran an ad to the podcast. Um, we're just, just over. I think we just crossed 12 million downloads in uh, three years. So that's pretty good from what I'm told. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, worldwide and we've helped thousands of people now. Um, but yeah, I just, it was because I decided to start it and I was a little reluctant on starting it. I was like, said to my wife, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to do this, put myself out there. And she's like, you know what? You're really good at breaking things down. People always tell you how, how you are at explaining things and making things really dumbing things down. Cause that's how I like it to be taught. And that's how I like to learn. And she's like, just do like 20 episodes. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, and I had no idea how I was going to monetize it. I had zero idea. None. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, Whatever happens, I know in the past when I've built an audience, when I've built trust, money will follow. And about, I think it was the 50, 56th episode. I know that for a fact because my first, my first payment ever received 
through the podcast was through an affiliate commission from Jungle Scout, Greg Mercer, a good friend of mine now. And when he just uh, he just created that um, that pro or that uh, extension for uh, it was a, it's a tool. And um, I had him on. I promoted it. And it was my first sale as an affiliate. Fifty six episodes in before I made a dime. So I, I knew that if you build the audience, you get you you give value you know, it'll, it'll, it'll eventually come. And it did. And that's worked for me over and over and over again. If you've heard just what I, you know, demonstrated in the past with the photography stuff, same, same thing. I love that. Yeah. And it really is just the same thing and not just building the audience and, and paying attention to what's going on and always offering value. But I think a big part, and you mentioned it, is not giving up too soon because I feel like Mm -hmm. right now everybody's so impatient and they want everything right now and Mm. they're not willing to go 56 or 57 episodes in to actually see a profit. They give up too soon. So what would you say to people who are listening who are like, oh, I've tried this and it's not working. I've tried this and it's not working because you hear that all the time from people. Yeah, you do hear that a lot. And it's easy for me to say, just keep going, but you do have to have a little bit of an idea of what you're doing, right? Like understand that you don't have to have it all figured out, but you do have to commit. And I think the biggest thing is a commitment, right? It's like, uh, you know, just committing to get up every morning at a certain time and saying, you know, I hate it. I'm not going to like it. But if I do that and if I, if I exercise, I know I'm going to feel better. I'm going to do it for 30 days, even if it kills me to get up and we'll see how I feel after 30 days, but I'm going to make sure I go there. And if you do that after 30 days, you're going to go, you know, I've done it for 30 days. I don't want to stop now. Right. It's kind of like you build momentum as, as you continue to, to go. But the hard thing is, is if you're not seeing money, a lot of people are starting the business or starting something for money. We all do, right? We, we, that's our, that's our like measurement, right? We're like, Oh, we did this how much money came in. We did this, how much money came in. Um, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, I don't necessarily just look at the, at the numbers as far as money goes. And I don't just look at the numbers of people. I, I really look at like, is this resonating with 10 people, right? Like are 10 people, you know, it doesn't have to be a thousand. I know if there's 10 people, there's probably going to be another 10 people and another 10 people and eventually it'll grow. But if I did it and I got nothing, zero, it would make me feel like, oh, I might not be on the mark. But then I would just start testing different topics um, and, and things like that. But I think for anyone that is either just starting or even just pivoting in their business, you need to give it a good try. And I think the biggest thing is, is just commit to that time. And if you if you do it for that time and, and you, you don't get that result, then just reevaluate then. But don't give up until you get there. Um, I got a, it, It's funny. I've got a, a a guy that listens to the podcast and he didn't have enough money to start his private label business yet. Cause it does take a little bit of money. Three to 5,000 is generally what I say that, you know, for inventory, but there's things you can do in the meantime. And so I always tell people like build an asset, build an audience, build attention. So that way there, when you're ready to launch a product in that, in that market, you can. So he took my advice and, uh, it's been over a year now. He created 52 videos, one per week on YouTube. And he said, I'm going to post one a week, no matter who shows up. And my goal is to have 500 subscribers after the end of the end of a year. And I was like, that's kind of low, but okay. Well, I'm proud to say that he did that and he stuck to his commitment. He's got 15,000 subscribers and right now he's making a thousand dollars every single month, not even selling a private label product yet. Right. Every single month he's making a thousand bucks from ads, from this other, um, this other, uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a tipping, like if you wanted me to keep cre- creating, I think it's like Patreon or something like that. It's called. Um, so 
Yeah, so he's making a thousand bucks, but he got started. Now he's got an audience. Now he can launch a product very easily. So he's already got that asset built. So I would just tell people, don't give up too soon. Commit to something, stick to it, then reevaluate. That would be my advice. I love it. That's great advice. Um, hmm. And then I like that you also mentioned, you also kind of need to know a little bit about what you're doing too. <laughs> because yeah, that's it, important. It you have to be strategic and know what you're doing. Right. You know, you have to have a target. You know, it's like if we don't have a target, like how do you do something? Like I just did a video on uh, Instagram and uh, or on Facebook too um, where I, I was at my house. I'm buying a – I bought a lake house and I'm going to be remodeling it and I'm going to turn it into an Airbnb. Another another investment, you know, an, another revenue stream, you know, <laughs> shocker. Uh, so, you know, it's a whole new thing. I, I, you know, met up with a guy that's doing it and he's going to kind of mentor me in a sense. But I have a set of plans that were drawn up of this remodel. How do you think it would be if we just walked in there and go, you know what, let's just knock all the walls down and then we'll just kind of start putting in new cabinets somewhere. It wouldn't work, right? You got to plan and then you have to execute, right? And for me, that's my language because I came from the construction world. I built homes and did a lot of remodeling. If we didn't go in there with a plan and with measurements, we wouldn't know where things went. It's the same idea. You got to have a little bit of a plan going in there. Um, and for me personally, it's very easy if you want if you want to get started in a market or be known in a market for this thing, whether it's bass, you know, fishing or whether it's playing guitar or whatever, you need to get into that market and start to get your foot in the door. And an easy way to do that is to just get attention. And the way to get attention could be just reviewing products in your market and just giving your advice on them. Number one, you're going to get search traffic for those those well-known brands. And you're also going to be known now as the person that's in this market that's bringing value to the market. And it doesn't cost anything really to do that other than the products that you have already currently that, that you probably could just do the reviews on or, you know, ask to borrow someone, one of your friends or something. Right. But if you get the attention to me, attention is the new currency. If you have attention, you can do anything you want. You know, like attention. I totally agree with that. I know you do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your thing. Right. And so if you have the attention, like that's to me, that's currency. You can do anything you want. Then you're going to have leverage from other people that are going to say, Hey, um, I noticed that you got 25,000 people over here. Uh, you mind uh, mentioning my uh, product here or can I work with you? Uh, and then you can cross promote and then it starts to snowball. But if you get the attention, everything else will follow. And, uh, and that's kind of how I look at it even right now today. Like if I want to be known, like, like right now, like you said, I'm kind of known as like the Amazon guy, right? but I don't necessarily want to be known as that forever, right? That's what got my spotlight, uh, but it doesn't mean that's, that's what I want to be known for. So what's Scott doing now? What have I been doing for the past 18 months? Scott's now the brand building guy, right? Because that's what I've been talking about now. Now, now all I'm doing is that a lot of my messaging is brand building, how, how important it is, how to, how to uh, list build, how to get attention in your market, like all of these things. So now eventually over time, that's what Scott's going to start to be known for, but it takes time to do that. But you need the attention. The attention to me is where it's at. Like if you have that game over, you can do anything you want. You can launch products. You can, you can, you know, do you know, sponsorship deal. You can do all kinds of stuff, but it comes down to that. And you can get started very easily nowadays with all the media that we have at our fingertips. Love it. Scott, if people want to know more about you and what you're doing and what's going on, or if they want to see you do push-ups on your Insta stories, <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> 
Uh, they can find me at theamazingseller.com, and uh, that's where everything is. I do have um, a workshop that I generally do that kind of breaks down um, the current strategy that we're using, which is really about building building out your brand, launching on Amazon, using that platform, but then more importantly, building additional external assets that allow you to really drive the business. And your competition is really just – they're just using the Amazon platform, and that's risky. And people that are doing that right now, they better look out because there's brands coming in like us that are going to be able to really dominate a certain market and uh, and really win. Um, so that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And then my current workshop will be listed there on, um, you know, on the most recent strategy or plan that we're doing for, uh, for our e-commerce businesses and stuff. Awesome. I will link to all of that in the show notes. Scott, you've been amazing. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you having me on and, um, it feels weird that I talk so darn much and you didn't say much. Usually you have a lot to say. I do. I'm a motor mouth usually, but I wanted to take a break and just let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Um, All right, Christina. And I will link to everything in the show notes so people can learn more and they can start building their brand and getting more attention. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you are in Austin, Texas next week, then come say hi to me. I will be speaking at the Mom 2.0 Summit in Austin. And I would love to meet the Become a Media Maven listeners in person. So if you don't attend my session at the Mom 2.0 Summit and you see me walking around in the hallways in one of my favorite cities in the world, Austin, Texas, then come say hi. And next week, we are going to talk with Christy Wright from the Business Boutique. I will see you next week, if not in person, then right here on the Become a Media Maven podcast.